0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Danielle Beck. Danielle is the Executive Director of Government Affairs for NCBA. Danielle, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Ed.
0: Okay, it's been another busy week in D.C. Um, uh, a lot to talk about Um First and foremost, there's another coronavirus relief bill working its way through Congress. This one is called the HEROES Act. Um, It it basically spends $3 trillion, uh, provides $3 trillion in relief. Danielle, tell us a little bit about what this bill—I know it's only the first step. There's still a—you know, the Senate has their own bill um, that they'll probably get to next week. But tell us what the HEROES Act in the House um, would mean for uh, cattle producers.
1: Yeah. So the the Heroes Act is it's a massive piece of legislation. It's over 1,800 pages. Uh, It's a little bit different than what we've seen in the past because this marks the first time that the House has gone first. Uh, The bill passed on Friday, mostly on partisan lines. uh, And while there's a ton in there, there are some very specific provisions uh, for the livestock industry that I think will benefit our producers. And ultimately, you know, we look forward to working with both chambers of Congress as the Senate moves forward with their proposal. And ultimately, they they work towards a compromise on, you know, a fourth piece of coronavirus legislation. But the, the Heroes Act specifically, uh, when it comes to the livestock industry, they authorize a, a dealer statutory trust. Um, it ensures that livestock producers are paid for their animals by requiring dealer trusts. NCBA has policy in support of this proposal. There was a study that was authorized in the farm bill uh, working its way up to a dealer trust authorization. And we're thankful that that was included in this proposal. Um, Another thing that the bill includes is a significant amount of funding for animal health surveillance. There's 300 million in funding to support improved animal health surveillance and laboratories, uh, some of which are performing COVID-19 tests.
0: All right. So, um, what do you think it's going to happen in the Senate next week? I guess they're going to have their own legislation. Has that even been introduced yet?
1: So a, a bill in the Senate has not been introduced, you know, thus far, uh, Majority Leader McConnell has said that we, we need to wait and see what happens. You know, we're we're basically writing checks like they're monopoly money here. A tremendous amount of money has already been spent thus far in response to the, the pandemic. Uh, we, we need to wait and see how things play out, take our time uh, and and make decisions from there. And so, you know, while a bill could come up in the Senate next week, I really wouldn't expect it. I think the earliest we'll see any substantive legislation, 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 uh, is following the Memorial Day recess.
0: Okay, Um, and let's just rewind a little bit. Um, One of the previous coronavirus relief bills included something called CFAP, the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. Um, USDA has been working on the rollout of that. Um, What kind of update can you give us on, um, you know, what that's gonna look like and when it might be available for producers?
1: So NCBA was successful in securing $9.5 billion in funding uh, in the CARES Act specifically for Uh, livestock, specialty crops, and local food systems. And we know that about 5.1 billion of that money will go directly to cattle producers. We've been waiting with what feels like bated breath for additional details of the proposal to come live. Uh, This week, USDA's Farm Service Agency held a webinar for producers who are looking for more information on how to sign up, uh, how to access FSA, and ultimately, when the program is available, Uh, Hopefully that will streamline the process for any of our guys out there who may not regularly work with FSA. I would be willing to bet money that additional details of this proposal, the full details will be available early next week. Uh, And then, you know, I think signups will probably start after Memorial Day as well. And one good thing to make note of, too, is the, the House bill, the HEROES Act, does include additional funding for the Commodity Credit Corporation, which can ultimately continue funding. CFAP so we know that there's going to be 5.1 initially from uh, for livestock Uh, there was a second tranche of money included in CARES for the CCC but the way that that process works is pretty wonky and 14 billion of that money won't become available until uh, after the end of June so there's already more money coming there but hopefully um, this next coronavirus legislation um, whether you're calling it the HEROES Act or CV4 or CARES 2.0 because there are Uh, plenty of different names out there Uh, hopefully that will include additional funding for CFAP specifically for cattle producers and then hopefully we'll be able to get some additional uh, legislative proposals included in whatever the fourth package is
0: Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on CFAP uh, next week, and obviously, follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef and check our website at ncba.org for the latest on that when that rolls out. Um, and then finally, there was another piece of legislation that dropped this week um, uh, dealing with the cattle markets um, by Senator Grassley from Iowa and Senator Tester uh, from Montana. Um, it's called shorthand the 5014 bill. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that legislation and what it would mean for cattle markets?
1: Sure. So that legislation would require a minimum of 50 percent of a meat packer's volume of beef slaughter to be purchased on the cash market. Um, you know, right now, Ed, cattle producers utilize a multitude of methods to market their livestock, including the cash market. Uh, increased price discovery is something that we know will benefit all segments of the cattle industry. And we've been working really closely with a group of key stakeholders. It's a, a cattle market sub uh, working group their industry experts and partners in academia to develop, you know, tangible methods that might increase price discovery. But at the end of the day, um, what the 50 over 14 proposal represents is a a heavy handed government intervention in the free market. And it would really restrict an individual producer's freedom to pursue marketing avenues that will ultimately best suit their individual business's needs. Um, You know, cattle producers across the board are no fan of government mandates uh we don't think that the government should be in the business of telling cattle producers how to run their day-to-day operations and so right now we're we're really working towards a more equitable solution that can be industry driven and still allow for um you know free market principles to thrive and you know i think the thing that's really hard right now is that cattle producers are hurting there's a tremendous amount of volatility um and we hear you, we feel you. It's, it's a terrible situation. We are working around the clock to try and rectify that situation. And we're trying to find solutions to these problems. But I think a lot of what we're seeing on Capitol Hill right now is reactive policymaking. And when you're in the middle of a pandemic, now is not the time to be making rash decisions on long-term authorizing measures because the the ramifications of a proposal that has not been well thought out, that isn't industry-driven, that doesn't have the support of academia, um, it, you know, it hasn't been vetted in a transparent process on the Hill. It, you really, you stand to risk a lot more than what you know, the reward might be. And so we're going to continue working on these issues uh, and hopefully come to a, an industry consensus on a solution that will really increase price discovery, address some of the volatility we're seeing, regardless of whether we're in a pandemic situation or not, uh, and then maintain the free market principles that our industry continues to thrive on.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good uh, rule of thumb uh, in in life as well as in legislation on Capitol Hill is, you know, don't make uh, rash decisions uh, during a very stressful time. And this is certainly a very stressful time for for everybody in the industry. So, um, Danielle, thanks for the update. And uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, in.
0: You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at Policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.